Welcome, I am Leanne Krawczyk. And I'm Robin Long. And together, we are your hosts for the Get the Dirt in Mining, a podcast series brought to you by the Denton's Mining Group. This podcast series covers various topics in the mining sector and aims to provide you with small segments that you can listen to on the go. You can find our episodes at www.dentons.com on our podcast page. There, you can access our episodes as well as an episode description for each topic and information on our speakers. And now, over to our podcast topic and speakers. In today's episode, I'll be sitting down with Kimberly Burns, who will be discussing trends in the governance part of ESG. Kimberly is a partner in Denton's Vancouver office and a member of the corporate and mining practice groups. She acts as our British Columbia mining lead and advises local, national, and multinational companies on the complexities of the mining sector, including streaming and royalty agreements, public offerings and exempt placements, joint venture and transaction structure. Welcome to the podcast, Kimberly. Thanks, Robin. I have a personal governance theme, F equals MA, force, mass, acceleration, Newton's second law of motion. Trends come from force, the external pressure that drives change. There are a lot of powerful action words when we talk about trends, because trends are motion, and motion requires energy input. Starting with global trends, first, we're still working on international standards for governance. As a parent of three kids trying to agree on a movie to watch, I get it. (laughs) The leaders of our 8 billion humans have a real challenge in coordinating governance standards across cultures and beliefs. And we've covered some of this, so I'll be short here. The World Economic Forum released its white paper on common metrics and consistent reporting of sustainable value creation last year. It's a set of 21 basic and 34 extra credit metrics based on existing standards that, if applied consistently, consistently, would let the big kids compare themselves to each other. If the International Business Council members took the step to report results, it would be a powerful tool for investors in the global markets. As far as global standards as a 2021 trend, all five of the leading voluntary framework standard setters reacted to this white paper with a commitment to work together to a comprehensive standard of reporting. But they didn't yield to this one on the spot. And then in January this year, 60 of the International Business Council members committed to the 21 basic metrics. That means they will report on those metrics, encourage their peers to join the club, and support the continued efforts to converge global ESG standards. I'm skeptical. This is a trend. It's getting traction. And I believe global standards will help humans living on our globe. But if trends can be said to endure, this one is a long-term effort. So second, we've got movement in global capital markets on measuring ESG for profitability. The creation of activist funds specifically designed to capitalize on ESG deficient targets will continue and be a huge global trend in 2021 and probably beyond. Before the Main Street investor will be able to read that ESG disclosure based on global standards and think about investment decisions, the strategic investors and activists will be targeting poor performers and moving in right now. 
Third, and I think my favorite trend in this session, global human capital. I love thinking about myself as human capital. We use the word talent at Denton's, but human capital makes me feel tangible, weighty, and valuable. By late last summer, North America was hand-waving the pandemic and moving on to the next thing. Articles on governance said we'd done our duty to address human capital and we should move on. Media is saying the same thing again in North America since Biden was inaugurated. The USA has a handle on human capital governance. That's fine, but the global trend is still in motion with a lot of force. How do you keep your team safe? How do you keep your teams engaged? What's coming next? And how do you reassure your team that this time you are prepared? Human capital and the need to talk about the value of humans, the necessity of humans, and the messiness of humans should stay on the radar of any business looking outside its own backyard. Governance leaders will be forming committees or creating mandates to serve, respect, and retain their very valuable, very fragile humans. Shrinking down now to Canada and the USA, we have a lot of regular, regulatory changes for 2021. If you view governance as more than just board operations, and I do, we have exchanges, regulators, legislators, and proxy advisory firms all out with reactive trends. What are they reacting to? The force of 2020. Black Lives Matter. Attention brought back to stalled diversity initiatives. Attention brought back to climate change in our environment. Attention brought back to the amorphous thought that our capital markets and corporations could, if they wanted to, or if they were forced to, play a positive role in cultural change. So who did what to whom? IIS, I'll start there. The IIS voting recommendation changes in North America are almost exclusively related to diversity and independence matters. You can read them in detail on the IIS website. In Canada next year, IIS will recommend withholding votes from nominating committee chairs or board chairs of TSX listed companies that do not have a formal written gender policy and have less than 30% women on the board, or where a formal written policy is not clear on getting to 30% in a reasonable timeframe. To be clear for our mining issuers on the venture, this doesn't apply to you. In the USA next year, IIS will recommend a withhold for S&P 1500 companies where there is no apparent racially or ethnically diverse members. There is a carve out in this one, enabling a gap year if you were diverse last year and you promise to get back to it next year, but it's a change. Looking at lawmakers in the United States, we had more states joining California on diversity requirements and legislation. As a reminder, California was first out of the gate on legislating gender diversity in 2018 and now requires public companies with a principal office located in California to include directors from underrepresented communities by the end of 2021. This means a human that identifies as Black, African American, Hispanic, Latino, Asian, Pacific Islander, Native American, Native Hawaiian, Alaska Native, or who self-identifies as gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. Larger boards must meet higher standards of two or three such humans by the end of 2022. 
So some movement from lawmakers in response to pressure. And there will be a trend now to follow suit. In Canada, the CBCA, our federal corporate statute, required public companies to disclose diversity information at the board and executive levels broken down into four groups, gender, indigenous peoples, persons with disabilities, and members of visible minorities. The CBCA rules go further than the Canadian securities law, and there will be a legislative trend now to follow suit. Oh, and this CBCA requirement does apply to our mining companies on the venture. So exchanges are getting into it now too. In December, 2020, NASDAQ asked the SEC to approve a listing rule that a company have at least two diverse board members. At least one of those two should be a woman. Eventual non-compliance could result in delisting. Comments from stakeholders in negotiation has softened NASDAQ's initial ask with revisions to add a one-year grace period, decrease the requirement to one diverse director on boards of five or fewer, and to give a newly listed company a two-year grace period after an IPO. Every single article I've read on this is disappointed in the compromise. Too much or too little. If you're looking for a 2021 trend that is tangible and Zoom coffee material, wade through the NASDAQ proposal and changes. It is a snapshot of culture, power, and F equals MA. The next bullet on my slide for Canada and the USA says that trends exist in every area of governance. To some extent, we have the luxury to fight on multiple fronts because we have lawmakers, regulators, and exchanges that are also putting resources into governance and policy. What I see for 2021 is continued pressure on issuers and investors to match rhetoric on governance to action on governance, including marketing and promotion from issuers on specific policies they stand behind, rather than just marketing on a picture of a visually diverse group. So a trend to walk the walk and stop the talk. Your local team, I wanted to talk about this because I'm passionate about governance, but I have very little control over what public company boards do or what governments do or what the global markets do. So I take comfort in thinking about lower level governance of my work teams, my family, my community. First, it's trendy to have great remote engagement practices to promote good decisions. Governance leaders turn off their other applications when they've chosen to set aside time to watch a remote panel at PDAC. You remember in-person conferences where it was okay, but not super cool to check your phone during a presentation? Little did we know that was a good governance practice we've now lost as everyone multitasks, even during presentations. You can lead governance at your own level, whatever level that is, by consistent reminders and requests for people to honor your time and honor their time by being as present as they were when you met in person. This sounds like a lecture, but remote respect will trend in 2021, like self-care and mindfulness in the past couple of years. Second, it's going to be trendy to learn about how you can and how you cannot influence your team. The first aspect of this is our ability to persuade by using our relationship capital 
and how that loses potency over remote connections. I expect to be inundated in 2021 with offers to teach me how to influence remotely. And to be clear, this is not connecting remotely like we were talking about last year, but using connections to influence others. So why am I predicting this as a local team governance trend? If your organization wants to move forward on diversity or an environmental policy or basic governance practice, says there will need to be more supply. So peers do this all the time and it's called peer pressure. We also do it at work, but your sphere of influence is smaller than you think and now weaker than you remember. Those that want to move their team on governance will have to learn the behavioral science of remote influence and try new things. The alternative to not expanding your skill set is hitting your colleagues' defensive wall and leaving the conversation with no change for your organization's governance, but also less influence with that colleague the next time you approach them. Third, and a trend I'm promoting. Did you know that B Corps came to British Columbia? Benefit corporations like California's can be formed in British Columbia. A B Corp is for-profit and commits to promote a public benefit. The matter promoted must create a positive effect of an artistic, charitable, cultural, educational, literary, medical, religious, scientific, or technological nature for people other than its shareholders or for the environment. This means carrying on the company's business in a manner that takes into account the well-being of persons that are affected by the company's operations and endeavoring to use a fair and proportionate share of available environmental, social, and economic resources and capacities. How is every single company in Canada not lined up to continue into BC? What a marketing opportunity, so absolutely in line with culture and governance trends. I think leaders should be looking at this seriously, and I'm happy to take your calls on B Corps. It's an opportunity to establish your ESG intent from the top down in a public and credible way. Let's make this the trend of 2021. And thank you, Robin, those are my trends. Thanks for that, Kimberly. I did have two questions. The first is, do you think there are differences between the mining industry and other sectors with respect to governance practices and improvements? Yes. Yes, um, certainly there are differences. Um, in the data that sort of come back over the years and the trends going forward, we've already heard on this panel that social issues have been with mining groups for a long time, social environmental issues. So the industry st statistically is doing a better job. Um, diversity is lagging a little bit, um, but not in sort of a material way. And so the difference is we're ahead in a couple of areas and behind in a couple of areas. At the board level, with respect to actual governance and taking issues seriously, mining industry does very well. Thank you. And, and the second question is, can you comment on the trends in shareholder activism since the start of the pandemic? Yes, yes. Um, I read about the baby bus. And there was also a little bit of an activism bust at the beginning of the pandemic. Everyone was doing other things, but this year going forward 2021, and 
I don't see how it can be prevented. As everyone refocuses and based on the cultural swings, there's going to be a lot more activism on ESG. And whether it's driven by sheer economics, groups, you know, larger groups thinking that they can create more profitability by finding a target and improving their ESG, or whether it's coming from a more grassroots um, sort of cultural effort to improve ESG, shareholder activism on this is on an upswing and should be, I think, for a few more years. And thanks again, Kimberly. Denton's is a global law firm that provides services to clients worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode isn't designed to provide legal or other advice, and you shouldn't take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Our speakers on this podcast or any other professionals in our group would be pleased to speak with you on today's topic or any other related topics. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for other episodes.